0: welcome to bougie booth a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister i'm cam
1: i'm david thank you for listening as we talk about black culture asian culture pop culture
0: culture culture and quite frankly anything else we want to talk about
1: hey boo how are hey. you doing <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm feeling great.
0: That's good.
1: Because, you know, thank you, boo. And, you know, any time that um, someone compliments you or you feel complimented, you're going to feel good.
0: You're going right? to feel awesome. So. Mm-hmm. Love a good compliment here and there.
1: <laughs> One of my students who's graduating soon after his, this term at school, he uh, informed me that he, he's in the campus what is it website and he had an article um, that was posted on the website uh-huh. and he said did you see the article and I said no so he said well I gave you a shout out in it I'm like well I'm gonna look for it so I read the article and he's graduating uh, in this May it, with a physics degree and then he's going to the University of Vermont uh, for his PhD program in biomedical engineering He better Uh, work. Yeah. He better work. You know, the article, I knew he worked hard, but reading the article, it really fleshed out for me more how hard he does work. So he kind of pulled himself up by the bootstraps and, you know, made it work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew he was always wanting to pick up as many shifts as possible because he's trying to make money, but he has this goal and he's, you know, it's nice to see his his goal come to fruition. And um, so he's really excited, but, you know, I read the article and- he does say it says he wanted to acknowledge myself David for the help in the teaching aspect of learning how to the teaching aspect of things and be, and becoming a tutor and the article kind of condensed what he had said because he told me he did write out a lot more for them to put in regarding myself mm-hmm. and so they edited it and I'm like how dare you edit me
0: right <laughs> at least he thought though to include you that's awesome no
1: that's the really flattering part it's like to Feel that I made such a difference in his life in at school that he felt compelled to include me in that and to give me a shout out I appreciate that immensely
0: well and I'm just thinking he's going to Vermont I hope he has his coats and all that ready
1: yeah he just he just started (laughs) buying thicker coats like his uh his girlfriend just bought him a Columbia jacket for Vermont. (laughs)
0: There you go. Getting getting her man ready. So, that actually reminds me, a student just recently wrote about, well, he interviewed me for his PR class. And so um, the interview was based on participating in the faculty staff campaign. And he wanted to know why One, I volunteered as an ambassador for the campaign, but two, how does it feel giving back and how long I've been giving back, things like that. And it was cute being interviewed by a student, right? Mm Because, I mean, that's their assignment and you want them to excel and and do well. And then when the article was done, um, his teacher actually posted it on Facebook and I shared it to my Facebook. That's Uh, how seasoned I am. I still have a Facebook
1: They're like, hey, lady, can we get a picture of you, too?
0: Like, hey, yes, you know, I'm the campus auntie. (laughs) So, but that's really great, though. Yeah,
1: for both you and I.
0: Yeah, our students acknowledging us.
1: Well, I would like to shout out, I didn't want to say his full name. I was just baiting on it, but Jacob, congratulations to you. And I look forward to what you're going to do in the future.
0: Yes, you know, kill it in Vermont. And I'm going to pray that you warm up, (laughs) because...
1: Uh, Well, he's a little accustomed to that because he lives in the high desert here in California. Mm -hmm. So he's got cold weather, but not Vermont cold. But, you know, he'll make do.
0: Enjoy some Vermont maple syrup.
1: But I think he's one of those uh, adventure folk who love like, you know, snow and snowboarding and all those things.
0: Okay, well, that's perfect area for him. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just in the area um, not known for snowboarding. It's actually known for beautiful beaches and Mm -hmm. a world-renowned golf course i went to uh, the marine room in la jolla okay yeah you know where la jolla is yes
1: are you talking about tory pines for the golf course yes yes
0: Yes. tory pines beautiful golf course and then also the hike at tory pines i think i talked about it uh one of our the hike you did uh uh-huh earlier episodes i think i was talking about how tired i was (laughs) on the hike Uh, The restaurant I went to, the Marine Room, actually has views of Torrey Pines. So Torrey Pines, the the state park, you don't see the golf course from there. But the reason why I wanted to go to this restaurant, not so much for the food, but for the views. The views
1: are gorgeous. I looked at pictures.
0: Yeah, incredible views. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Kirkland, who was our bartender at the Marine Room. So it's funny. I I felt like an auntie once more because, you know, you talk to people and get to know a little bit about them. We were sitting at the bar waiting for our table and Kirkland said that he was graduating May 14th from San Diego State University with an economics and writing degree, which is an interesting combination. But hey, that's what he was interested in. That's what he studied. And well, you
1: know, I had a tutor that was a chemistry and art degree major
0: okay i mean hey why not why not um and so of course i wasn't going to ask him can i go to his graduation but i (laughs) felt like i wanted to send like a card back to the restaurant Uh, because he was so nice so personable he was you can tell first i asked him i said are you even old enough to be serving these drinks sir
1: (laughs) he did an auntie kind of question
0: (laughs) He didn't look 21 at all. Uh, but he said, yeah, he was 21. And he said that his graduation party was actually going to be at the Marine Room. So he was going to graduate oh, okay. on May 14th. See, he
1: must love that space so much. He works there and he gonna have his party there?
0: Well, because he has to work that night. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess it was convenient for him, but why not? Because it's a beautiful space. And then you just kind of like go well, from partying to work. Strange.
1: Yeah. It's like, I'm going to kick it with my family for a second. And then, okay, let me put on my work clothes. I'm already in them. I'm going to walk, go behind the bar over there.
0: But he, so at first I got a passion fruit margarita. That
1: already sounds good.
0: good. It was delicious. It was refreshing. So picture um, just regular margarita, but it had their like homemade passion fruit puree in Mm -hmm. it. It was so good. Okay. I want... (laughs) as i was drinking that i see him make this drink with like cucumber curls or something it was like thinly sliced cucumber but they were like spirally Uh and i said "Kirkland, what's that (laughs) and so he's like oh this is like our signature drink and it's called cucumber citrus press and it's cucumber vodka soda the shaved cucumber that was kind of spirally Uh and fresh lemon and I was like, "Ooh, that looks really refreshing." I didn't order it, and he made me one. Oh, that's I sweet. know. And so then I asked him. I said, "Kirkland, does your family own the Costco products?"
1: <laughs> that's you know what that came into my mind, but Kirkland should not be working there if he do, They do.
0: And he said no but he's actually been to Costco before to tell them that his last name is Kirkland and that he should get a discount and they haven't given him a discount.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he's, he's got the jokes.
0: So I I did enjoy chatting it up with Kirkland. Again, I felt like I was that auntie and he was my little nephew and I was telling him how proud I am of him and I hope he does great things. And I was encouraging him to go to grad school. So yeah, it was a, cute little time but um let's see what i ordered at marine room well let me back up the reservations were at 7 p.m and so we got down to the la jolla area like at 5 p.m because we didn't know what to expect with traffic and things like that mm-hmm. but it was perfect having the reservations at 7 p.m because the sunset on this particular day was at 7:42
1: p.m oh perfect yeah
0: and I reiterated a couple times that I wanted a seat by the window because that's the whole reason why we're going to the Marine room, right? Because I want to see the sunset. I want to see that beautiful view. So we did get a table by the, the window. So shout out to the hostess who was able to make that happen. And once the sun set, the tide becomes high, right? Mm -hmm. So you see the water, it's hitting your window. Oh, wow. It's not an aggressive hit. It's like a nice, like calming. You're just sitting there watching the water roll in and then roll out, roll in, roll out. And it's interesting because when we had got there around 5 p.m., you were actually able to walk on the beach. And then by the time the sun was setting, the tide covered the beach up. So that was interesting to see. And then also, once the sunset and the tide became high, that's when the marine life came out because mm-hmm. there's no one on the beach anymore. So you saw birds that were diving in the water, dolphins came out and they were doing their little, you know, how dolphins jump out of the water. And mm-hmm. have, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. And this was all before the food even came.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, you said the marine life came out. And I could think it was like, marine life came out at night. The marine <laughs> life came <out> at night. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: not the freaks the marine. The, the freaks are, the freaks are on land <laughs>
0: they are on land so but then i thought how crazy is that because people are out in the ocean right surfing swimming things like that and the marine life is just waiting for us to leave so they can yeah. enjoy themselves
1: they're just so. peeking up from the sh- like up to the shore yeah in deep water they're like hurry up
0: right you still here <laughs> Get out my house! (laughs) You got your feet on my couch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you got your feet in my bathroom.
0: (laughs) Well, then I thought too. I was like, there's probably sharks and squid, all kinds of stuff that we just can't see. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, this is why I don't
1: like deep water. I don't either. No,
0: no, thank you. I just like to look at it. Yeah. Um, for my entree, because I did, we did order food. We didn't Mm -hmm. just drink. For appetizer, uh, we got the signature Maine lobster bisque, which was good. Lobster claw came with a cheddar biscuit. $22 a bowl, which I find that to be reasonable. And it was good. And it was a decent-sized portion. And then for our main course, I got the shrimp and scallops, which came with corn relish, coconut basil foam, which you know about the foam, boo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pork belly and black lemon zest. It's delicious. You
1: know, some of those fishes out there are watching you in the shellfish. you are like, you murderer. <laughs> you eating our people.
0: Thank you for your sacrifice, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I'm grateful.
1: I'm like, you delicious, though. It's
0: so good. And that dish was $65. And then my friend got the Beechwood salmon, which came with bok choy, red pepper, pea puree ancho aioli and mushroom and that was very good had a nice flaky crust because i tasted a little bit of Mm it delicious was seasoned well and then we got a side of pan seared wild mushrooms came with black garlic madeira and boceto. so really good um i recommend the marine room to anyone who wants to have a good meal but also have a good view now some of the tables are not close up to the window so there Mm -hmm. is a possibility that you are not going to be seated by the window but when i made the reservation which was almost like a month in advance i put in the reservation please seat me by the window (laughs) and then when i got there early i let the hostess know i would like to be seated by a window then when I was sitting at the bar and the hostess came and said, we'll come and get you once your table's ready, I said, again, we would <laughs> like to be seated. So it's like no surprise, right? Yeah. And so um, everything was perfect. Again, the Marine Room in La Jolla, I recommend it to anyone. 10 out of 10. Food was good. Great scenery, great view. And it's located just like adjacent to Torrey Pines.
1: Well, I'm so glad sorry, you had a boo. great time. Were
0: you going to say something?
1: No, no. Well, what, well, yes, but it's not a big deal. I was going to say the advice you gave is the same thing that I do, which I would you know, tell our boobas to do. If, if there's a certain table or type of table you want, mm-hmm. that make sure you're persistent about it because I do too, when I make the reservation, we'll put in the notes, I want the table that has the view or the ocean view or whatever it is mm-hmm. so that it's in there. And the thought is in there. And then when you get there, you can confirm like, oh, is this the ocean view table or the sky view table, whatever view it is. Exactly. And then you just want to keep persistent about the fact that that's what your heart desires. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, not be disappointed if you can't get it, but at the same time you shot your shot and made sure that they knew that's what you wanted.
0: I shot my shot three times.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: and guess what happened? I got I a good got table. It. <laughs>
1: and that's what you have to do.
0: Well, you know what's interesting? So the table that we sat at was actually a table for four. Uh And originally, I don't think that they were going to sit us by the window. But I said, (laughs) "Um, is that table open? (laughs) So I shot my shot again the fourth time. And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And so she set us at a table for four. And it was just two of us. But then what was interesting, when we sat down, we sat next to a family that we had met on the beach when we took a walk on the beach earlier. Uh Uh-huh. And um, the grandma, she was celebrating her 80th birthday. And so when we were on the beach, we were like, oh, my God, happy birthday. We took pictures for them and stuff. Well, they were there eating dinner. So then that family sent me another drink. I had like four drinks. (laughs) He was was
1: feeling friendly and nice.
0: So y'all trying to get me drunk at the Marine room?
1: (laughs) Uh, Make sure they weren't trying to get out you
0: no well this family appeared to be filipino oh okay so and you know we're we're distant relatives <laughs> so so shout out to the lady celebrating her 80th birthday in the family i was happy to see them again but so it was a good time Nice. so again okay, marine room in la jolla
1: well, well where you would be in boozy out in la jolla you know, I had to do my bougie thing in LA. Okay,
0: let's be bougie, because you know we love to be bougie.
1: Of course, I, we are the bougie booze. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though we do talk about deals and discounts, we still like to do the other thing. So we
0: do. We yeah. do healthy balance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know can't. I mean, as much as we like to be all bougie, like we got um, a limited bank accounts here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I went to Beauty and Essex in LA mm-hmm. and it's a hot restaurant in LA and they were really put on the map, I think back in 2017 or something that when Beyonce went there and everyone's like, oh, Beauty and Essex, Beyonce went there.
0: I so, gotta go, not part <laughs> exactly. of
1: the <laughs> But um, they, you know, the space, I really enjoyed it. When you first enter, well, you, it's very misleading as to how to get into the restaurant. I, sometimes those kind of restaurants are annoying. Uh, because the street side, it's uh the the address of the street, there's a sign there, but then you when you go up to the sign, it says go around to the entrance in the alley.
0: You're like, wait a minute now, is this like a speakeasy? Well, that's like, like, <laughs>
1: exactly that's a, and it's like what kind of alley? But it's actually really nice lit up alley. It's not like a dark, you know, Batman's family got killed alley. Oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so when you go in, you see another giant sign that says Beauty in Essex all lit up, like Broadway sign. And then you walk in, but again, it's confusing because the entrance, you have to go through a pawn shop first
0: and okay. it's, it's a
1: bougie glitzy over the top pawn shop with crazy merchandise that they sell in there, like guitars and little purses that say rich as F, <laughs> you know, or queen of every effing thing.
0: <laughs> okay. okay, I like it. So, I like yeah. It.
1: So already I'm like, oh, I'm in my element. <laughs> Then you go in and you pass the pawn shop and then there's the uh, reception area and then you check in. And so then there's a main dining floor on the first floor and then there's another dining area on the second floor and both spaces are very nice. Beautiful chandelier going up to the second floor. Yeah, and um, just really posh, elegant spaces and I, I really enjoy the atmosphere. So I went during... The, sec- the second day of Dine LA and for those of you we talked about Dine LA in the past but what mm-hmm. Dine LA is it's a period during uh, well this time uh, in 2023 the dates are from April 28th to May 12th but a lot of the LA restaurants offer special menus for people to come in and sample their restaurants and so Beauty in Essex was offering a $65 prefix dinner menu mm, can't beat
0: that yeah. yeah
1: so i shouldn't say prefix but they had a 65 dollar <laughs> dinner. Um, let me speak correctly 65 dollar <laughs> dinner menu with options for each course
0: you know what it is boo
1: you just salad i know i'm getting hungry <laughs> thinking about some of the stuff <laughs> so what i chose for my starter was um like what they call the grilled cheese smoked bacon and tomato soup dumplings uh, and that I really sounds delicious. Well, you know what? It really was. It was surprising too because I didn't know really how what to expect or what this dish was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And it came out, and it was on six little individual ladle spoons that were put out on the plate. Mm-hmm. Then on each spoon was the tomato soup bisque, and then they had these little dumplings of basically what tasted like uh, grilled cheese. But in a dumpling form, but they're a little bit crispy with some bacon, and it was amazing. You like, need and some I bacon, yes, yeah, so they gave us six little bites of that, and that was just for me. You're like, all <laughs> oh, this is mine, I know, because normally you see something that's an appetizer for the table, I'm like, no, nah, this is mine right here, so uh, I'm eating it. Um, and then the next course, uh, was the entree, and I chose salmon and that came with uh, uh actually came with gnocchi and roasted tomatoes preserved lemon vinaigrette and fresh herbs um salmon i've had better salmon elsewhere but it was still cooked really well um but as there were small pieces of salmon you know but at the same time i feel of uh, going in i didn't think that the menu would be hearty enough but the, actually the serving sizes were really big for what especially for what i thought was we were going to get mm-hmm. and then um The With the entree, they made you select what they call the accessory.
0: (laughs) Okay, what you get for the accessory?
1: I got the patatas bravas, which is basically potatoes. But it was baby Yukon gold um, on a bed of guajillo sauce, like guajillo pepper sauce. It was a little spicy. And then they just put some pecorino cheese on top. I
0: love me some pecorino cheese.
1: Yeah, so it was really good. Then you had that spicy with the, the nice... Pungent cheese and the uh tomato, not tomatoes, but the potatoes were perfectly roasted. Everything was fantastic. And it was a huge bowl. Normally that would be like an appetizer for the table, but again, it was just mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it's my lucky day. It's like Christmas.
1: Well, you know, I would offered to sh- I would offer to share with everybody at my table, but they all they had their own bowls of potatoes. So there so. you go. <laughs> and then um the dessert I had was berries and cream. And it was a butter cake with farm fresh berries and Chantilly. And for those of you not familiar with Chantilly, it's basically whipped cream, but it's uh, with vanilla flavoring mixed in. Mm -hmm. So it's a a sweet uh, whipped cream. And so, you know, I want to put it out there to our booze because I was going to, our boo-boos out there and to you, boo. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to read the options that were on this menu. What would you choose? Okay,
0: let me know the options because you want to choose. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm
0: listening very carefully when it comes to food. (laughs)
1: for your starter you can choose one snow pea and ruby lettuce salad so it's hemp seed ranch roasted garlic croutons and ricotta salada then there is a quote chicken arepas so it's um a daring plant-based chicken avocado puree pickled jalapeno and cilantro so it's a a, Mm -hmm. like a vegetarian arepas Mm -hmm. and then there was a grilled cheese thing that i had And my friends like a
0: game time decision, because if I wanted, if I was leaning more toward veggie that particular day, Uh I would get the arepa. arepa. Uh But then if I wanted something with some bacon on it,
1: that's what I'm saying,
0: because, you know, bacon and cheese, Mm -hmm. it would be a tie between those two things. And if I was with someone, I'll be like, okay, you get that. And then <laughs> exactly. I get the opposite so then we can both taste it. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, <laughs> the pl- that's the way to play it smart, boo. Yes. Well, and I have to say, because I shout out to my friends Silka and Andy from Germany. They were with us.
0: Hey, y'all. Hey.
1: Yeah, my knows them. Yes. <laughs> but they chose the Snow and Ruby Lettuce salad. At first, that did not sound appetizing to me, but the salad came out. actually looked really good. They enjoyed it quite a bit. So then, you know, the Server has you choose from the entree. And so there was a the salmon, which I described, then Oreo Thai barbecue mushroom. So it's oyster shiitake crispy rice cake with broccolini slaw. Or the half-roasted chicken with spice carrot puree, crispy kale, and charred green onion chimichurri.
0: So for the first dish, if I would have got something with bacon in it, I uh-huh. probably would have gone the, the salad route. The Thai, no, I'm sorry, the Thai mushroom. Okay. For the second choice, because that sounds really good. Mushrooms, I like mushrooms mm-hmm. and anything Thai style. I love the Thai <laughs> food; is really good. So I think I would have chose um, the Thai dish.
1: Interesting choices. So like you know, boo boos out there, you know, be interesting to see what you would choose. <laughs> so for, there's only two accessories to choose from: the patatas bravas, which I had. Or the golden spring beans, smoked tomato vinaigrette, and bacon lardons. And we know uh, what lardons. Because our boo taught us lardons. Big <laughs> big pieces of
0: bacon. <laughs> well, see, it's hard because if I had bacon in my first dish, mm-hmm. and then if I went the Thai mushroom for my second choice. Oh because I would see the lardons and be like, ooh, I kind of oh, want that. But then potatoes?
1: Yeah, the potatoes are good. This is why you need to go with a second person so you can switch off and have yeah, both. Yeah,
0: yeah. But those are all good choices. I like all of the flavor options there.
1: Okay, and then let's go to dessert here. We had the chocolate pistachio tart, Okay. the berries and cream, which I described, and the mango tapioca pudding with berries coconut and
0: cream. <laughs> berries and cream. <laughs>
1: Well, the mango tapioca pudding, basically how our server described it was, and it was her favorite, was um, sticky rice pudding. And that's the um, mango sticky rice like you had at Thai restaurants. Mm-hmm. So that, And she said that's what it was like. And it, it pretty much is like, the, that was the hit at our table for the rest of my table. But I prefer the berries and cream. Yeah. Um, and a shout out to our waitress. I'm sorry I don't know her name because uh, my friend Silk and Andy, they picked up the bill thank you to both of you for that and so I didn't get to see the server's name and I forgot it when she introduced herself but she was super cute beautiful black girl and she had such great energy and I told her as such I said I love your energy so you know I I wanted to acknowledge the fact that she was you know charming and doing a great job and she really was a good uh, server
0: good good happy Um, to hear that so yeah. shout out to her the black girl that worked at beauty in Essex in LA yeah, on when the second
1: the- floor on the second floor that night and she we were making for Well, she was saying you all came at a good night because this is the second night of the Dine LA menu and I was like so what you trying to say is we got in while the chefs still care about putting these dishes together right she's like well that's what I was trying to say but I don't want to say it you know so-,
0: <laughs> so that's a tip for our boo-boos if you're looking to go to Dine LA go at the beginning
1: yeah because or somewhere early on, where they still, you know, put in some effort into this, but it's cause by the, you know, by by day nine, they're gonna be like, oh, let's just slap this stuff together. Girl, I'm tired. <laughs> Jesus,
0: We spoke need to go home.
1: <laughs> but so you know, like yeah, like I put out to our boo-boos, if you had those choices, think about how you'd mix and match your meal. But I, you know, um, I, it's nice that they had a lot of. Vegetarian slash vegan options for those of you who eat that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it is easier to do that in LA, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of vegetarians, vegans, and pescatarians and mm-hmm. gluten-free people. <laughs> what else? Uh,
1: well, I have a friend, he sometimes um misspeaks instead of pescatarians, he says episcopalians.
0: Oh, okay. And it's like <laughs> we know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's interesting how we talked about like the more like bougier kind of restaurant, mm-hmm. but now we're going to kind of go in a different direction.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, where are we going, Boo?
0: To Black Angus.
1: You know what? <laughs> I'm not mad at that because I will enjoy me a good Black Angus.
0: Well, okay. I didn't even know Black Angus's were still open. I was just happy to see that there was a Black Angus around. I used to see coupons all the time for Black Angus. You don't see those anymore.
1: Yeah, because inflation. Yeah. Got everybody uh, having to pay out the Wahoo. <laughs> and so they're like, we ain't doing no discounts no more. Because yeah, you're right, There Used to be a lot of Black Angus coupons everywhere.
0: Well, and it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like you just maybe don't see it. So you just don't think about it. I don't I just thought that, yeah, most of the locations I was aware of closed down.
1: So. Well, some of my friends and my sister were so juvenile sometimes because we would always say, well, actually, it was because one time I forgot who misquoted at one time, but it just a slip of the tongue. We said black anus. <laughs> so we're like, oh, let's go to black anus.
0: <laughs> I mean, somebody like it somewhere. I they, just... <laughs> they might. They might. <laughs> That's the title of this episode.
1: Yeah, Okay. <laughs> What, slip of the tongue? Somebody somewhere? Else.
0: <laughs> Black anus. Somebody like it <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, it'll probably get a lot of views.
0: I mean, hey. Buzzwords. Buzzwords.
1: You know, this is kind of something I found out as we created some of these titles. Y'all are nasty out there.
0: <laughs> Lord help us. Oh, man. So me and my friend went to black angus this particular location it was in temecula so if you're looking for a black angus location just know that the one in temecula is still up up and running but it was interesting early on because the hostess set us by a picture of a black cowboy
1: (laughs) and were there were there multiple black cowboy pictures
0: I briefly observed, like on my walk to the restroom, I didn't see no other black cowboy <laughs> picture. So is this a coincidence or <laughs> they racial? They probably profile? thought <laughs> that
1: you would enjoy it the most.
0: <laughs> it, it's funny because it was random. I'm like sitting there talking and then I look up and it's just, like a black cowboy staring down at me.
1: <laughs> well, boo, you shared that picture with me because you sent it to me as you were, <laughs> as you got sat there and he got a big old mustache too. <laughs>
0: I said okay you know they represent some diverse cowboys in black angus not only that but you know how in some restaurants when you walk in and they have like the daily specials on like, uh-huh. on like a chalkboard
1: yeah
0: their daily special at this black angus in temecula was shrimp and grits <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe they got a black franchisee owner
0: <laughs> i was like I'm intrigued and I'm interested, but is it seasoned? Like, is yeah? Is you're it...
1: like, can I interview the the cook real quick?
0: <laughs> because shrimp and grits at Black Angus, it's a steakhouse, and yeah. yeah, they sell like seafood options, but I associate shrimp and grits as like a southern type dish.
1: Agreed. I, I was confused. I well, really... that's the thing, Boo. I've been to Black Angus a few times with family, and. I don't ever call things shrimp and grits.
0: <laughs> so I said, "Black Angus is." They're trying new things, which I I cannot knock. People trying new things, all all for it, all for it. So, um, did you do
1: the campfire feast?
0: I did not. I did okay. see that on the menu. I believe it was like campfire feast for two for like sixty-eight dollars, which and was tempting. See,
1: but see, that's what I'm talking about. Back in the day, this was years I think before the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: was like campfire feast for two was like thirty-eight dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then 32. it went
1: up to like forty two dollars, and now we at this point where it's sixty eight dollars, and no coupons.
0: No, mm-hmm. but then some people think that that's a steal though. I mean, yeah. for, for two, it's like thirty four dollars is. per yeah. person. I mean, I it could be reasonable. Well,
1: I mean, boo, huh. your 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 shrimp and scallop dish was much more than that at. <laughs> And I was like, it's reasonable. <laughs> now we <we're> pension <pinching> pennies.
0: <laughs> That's why I gotta pinch pennies, because I spent all my money at the <laughs> But what I did decide to get at Black Angus, because I look, I'm I'm being I'm being very intentional on how I say Angus. Yeah. <laughs> um I got the ribs, half rack of ribs. Now Typically, when I go out to restaurants, I'm not eating things like that with my hands. Yeah, you
1: better not eat like Janine from Abbott Elementary. She don't know how to eat no ribs right.
0: Well, I was eating like well, her. One,
1: one could argue she does eat it right, but you don't want to look like that in public. That's the thing. So, <laughs> you were eating like a Janine?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not like I was on like, I mean, I, I was out to eat with a friend, you know, <laughs> but I was comfortable around this Yeah, friend, as so. long as you're comfortable. <laughs> So we're, we're eating rib Well, I got ribs and then they got lamb chops. But I asked the waitress, I said, can I get some extra sauce? Because you know how I feel about my mm-hmm, sauces. Mm-hmm. I did not care that barbecue sauce was on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> it was everywhere. I even put a little bit of barbecue sauce in the macaroni and cheese that I got. And I stirred it up. It was so good. That's why I
1: was going to ask you, what are the little sides you get with your ribs?
0: Full of carbs, macaroni and cheese and French fries. And I got a side salad.
1: (laughs) You know, you got to feel less guilty about all that.
0: (laughs) Girl was grubbing. The ribs were so good. So tender. Falling off the bone. I was like, I should have got a full rack. (laughs) I only got (laughs) half a rack. I was low-key mad.
1: Well, now you know for next time.
0: And I will say that the lamb chops, they were okay. Okay. But my ribs were way better.
1: Well, yeah, you know, your friends probably look at your lamb chops like, I mean, their ribs be like, dang, I made a mistake.
0: And I did share. I did share so they could taste it. But my ribs were hitting as the (laughs) the young people like to say they were (laughs) bussing.
1: That is what they say.
0: So, yeah, it was it was very nostalgic, nostalgic, excuse me, to go to Black Angus because I hadn't been there since I was like 12 years old.
1: Oh wow, it's been a long time for you. It's
0: been forever. So
1: like I think for me it was last year.
0: <laughs> well, now I know they got good food at Black Angus.
1: They do actually. Oh, you know what I discovered? Huh? So this is this is the ghetto part of me too. Like back in the day when hometown buffet used to be around, mm-hmm. I enjoyed their carrot cake. It was so bomb. I'm like, why is the best carrot cake at ghetto-ass hometown buffet? Were
0: you taking, like, two plates back to the-
1: <laughs> I was, <well>, two <laughs> little carrot cake pieces, <laughs> along with my, like, um, milk or ice cream, whatever I feel like I have in that day. But so when hometown disappeared from my area, I was like, oh, no, they took the carrot cake with them. Oh, no. But then last year, the last time I went to Black Angus, I tried their carrot cake. It was, it kind of tastes like hometown buffet's carrot cake, so now I know where to go.
0: And now I know what to get you. If I'm ever <laughs> looking for a gift, like I'm gonna get him a gift card yeah. to Black Angus to get some carrot cake.
1: I'm gonna get some ghetto carrot cake.
0: <laughs> well, I'm happy you found that out. Maybe they Thank use you. the same supplier or something. Maybe
1: or something. Something happened with the, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it, it was reminiscent of those flavors. I think it's because hometown carrot cake had a more cinnamony taste to it. Mm-hmm. And so does Black Angus's.
0: Have so. you tried Golden Corral's carrot cake?
1: I have not, boo. How is
0: it? No, I haven't tried it. I was just thinking because hometown buffet is like a buffet setup, and Golden Corral is also buffet setup. It's possible. Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: that's a good idea. That that would mean I'd have to sit in a Golden Corral, which I'm not really anxious to do. Mm, Yeah, it's kind (laughs) of.
0: It's kind of. It you might have an appetite going in, but once you get there, (laughs) you're like, I don't even want to eat
1: no more. I'm good. I remember I went to I forgot. Oh, soup Plantation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was a, you know, I hate to stereotype, but there was a table of big people. But why were they taking like chick, fried chicken and other foods and they were stuffing them into plastic bags to take home? Like on the sly, on the DL.
0: You know, I can't say that I have not taken food from a buffet before.
1: Yeah, but I'm <laughs> sure you weren't taking the amounts that they were. T- they were literally like taking... Uh, bag after bag after Ziplocs and filling them up.
0: And they say, who gonna stop me, boo? Basically,
1: <laughs> like they said, if you try to stop me, I'm gonna eat your hand. Oh, no! <laughs> no. Oh, oh. No, wait, this is Soup were uh, Maybe I'm getting the place mix-up, but someplace they were just putting their bags it, of food in there.
0: Was it Sizzler? Because Sizzler used to have, like, those drumette no. chickens.
1: It might have been at hometown.
0: Mm yeah because soup
1: plantation was only soup and breads and pastas yeah Yeah. but that that's always made me crack up about soup plantation too because you'd see like you know a lot of really overweight people and they're I'm sure they're thinking they're dieting but then you see how much they eat I'm like you're not really helping yourself you
0: know what (laughs) those people enjoy their food (laughs) not with you (laughs) Mm -mm. so but yeah so that was my review of black angus and I was Happy well, to have visited a black Angus after 20 plus years. <laughs> I'm
1: glad you enjoyed your experience back, but you know, after all that eating we've done,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not that we gonna do this, but I've been watching this show called Race to Survive Alaska.
0: Well, I might walk. No, I don't know about running. If
1: you did this, I know you and I would die because oh my god, these are like people who love the spirit of adventure and adventure backpacking and hiking and climbing. Because it's a competition for eight teams to go through the wilderness of Alaska to reach checkpoint after checkpoint, and already in the first two legs, one team in each leg has been eliminated because they were injured.
0: Get somebody else to do
1: it. Well, that's what I'm saying, Boo. <laughs> this is not the Amazing Race. <laughs>
0: Jesus, that sounds too adventurous for me. Yeah,
1: you gotta, you know, you gotta be one of those adventure people. But basically, what it is, uh, based on the description here. Race to Survive Alaska is a new competitive reality series on USA Network that promises the high-stakes drama fans, love, fans of the survivalist genre love. Eight teams of elite outdoor athletes will set out to overcome the extremes of the Alaskan wilderness in a race for a massive cash prize. Ooh,
0: so, okay.
1: And it's really fun to watch them do it, but when they're going through these tough Alaskan environments and even being really close to bears...
0: You know, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, they're out there.
0: <laughs> I'm not playing with life like that. I'm good.
1: And for each leg, they they have to pre- uh, not be the last one to reach the end; otherwise, they're eliminated. Uh, and they're given a certain amount of rations in the beginning. If they eat all their rations, it's up to them to find food. What? And yeah, then they're cooking? not re- find well, it cook it and- or eat it raw because sometimes they hey, would you have to eat bugs or oh no. You know, So, like, if they um, finish their rations, they don't get restocked until the start of the next leg. So then they're on their own finding food. And some of them are starving to death because they can't find anything. (laughs) Uh, But so the eight teams are Jeff and Hunter Leninger, their father and son. And, of course, the father always acts like he knows everything, doesn't let the son speak up. But the son already knew the answer, Mm. right? So old people out there listen to young people sometimes.
0: The Bible says, and the young shall lead or children shall lead. Don't quote me on it, but it says yeah, something. Like, I know
1: what you're talking about, boo. <laughs> <laughs> then there's Robin Moore and Elizabeth Killam, their friends. One's an ER doctor and one's a veterinarian. But here's what's kind of annoying. I can't remember which woman it was, but one of them, oh, so one of them asked the other to go on this race to in Alaska.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she said yes, knowing that while she was in the race, her brother's wedding was approaching so now she's in this race and she's having a miserable time but she's still trying to do it and she's like i don't know i might have to drop out because my brother's wedding's next week and so like you're gonna let your friend down when and that's what the lady said she's like you should have When i told you this you already knew the wedding was coming why did you say yes
0: exactly
1: but <laughs> she just wanted that to probably get exposure on tv maybe it's po- potentially but yeah but that's kind of irritating but
0: hold up though so she's out there in the wilderness what if something were to happen and then like she jacks up her leg or something and then she can't even go to the wedding after all
1: well she'll go to the wedding with a cast on i guess oh, Jesus. or an amputated I leg or know, something
0: bear scratches on her face
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there was brett and esther and they're divorcees that met on a dating app
0: okay now brett and esther
1: <laughs> and then wilson and oliver hugendorn which they're my favorite because they're two uh inupiac um alaskan natives from monoma alaska and they're brothers so they're so they're tribes people who live in the northern area of alaska and so you might think they have an advantage but at the same time the area of Alaska that they're racing through is not the same terrain that they're familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, but they're very athletic and they're really funny. Uh, I really like watching them. And then Case uh, and Crane and Bella Crane are brother and sister. Uh, Max and Christian are friends and they're really adrenaline junkies and things like this is kind of for them. Uh, Genevieve Walker and Fabia. Oh, they're Favia they're
0: enjoying this. They're they enjoying. are. They, dying. They're dying.
1: Well, well, they have a good attitude too. They just like they know it's tough, but they're trying to make. You know, they have positive attitudes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I must say though, there's been like what, four episodes, and my favorites, Wilson and Oliver, are have been in the lead the entire time. But Max and Christian, the junkie, adrenaline junkies. I should call them junkies. They, uh, they've been right behind them the whole time too.
0: I like how the names of each duo sound like music groups or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, Wilson and Oliver, Max and Christian.
0: <laughs> or like a restaurant or yeah. like a um, designer, that, designer label.
1: <laughs> so now we have Genevieve and Favia. <laughs> and so they're actually two Black female friends.
0: Okay, now. And
1: they uh, met at a rock climbing festival. and They want they sh- they discovered they both share a passion for creating a space for black female climbers to show that you know this is something that black women can do or want to do um unfortunately they're always at the back of the pack and i i think they might get eliminated next Ooh. episode um but you know they at least they're out there they're trying they're
0: representing they are representing
1: supporting. and they can show and they can show that other ethnic People who don't traditionally do these things that yeah there's a space for you to do these things Mm -hmm. and then there's Hakeem and Justice and um, (laughs) their friends as well but they're kind of newer friends uh, and so there's been tension like out of the all the groups they've kind of had the most kind of arguments Mm -hmm. um, because they don't know each other's personalities that well so they kind of rub each other the wrong way
0: Mm, okay so still working through the
1: kinks they are but yeah so it makes you realize that you know you have to be a person who loves that kind of stuff because you have to go trekking through swamps no. or climbing mountains or coming down mountains Mm-mm. and sometimes it, the you would like the first couple of teams like oliver and wilson and max and christian when they went down the mountain it was nice and clear and sunny but when the rest of the teams finally reached that point clouds were rolling in you couldn't see the bottom of the mountain and no. you still had to go down. <laughs>
0: Get somebody else to do it. I don't need to be that adventurous.
1: I know. You know, you and I would not be there. Is
0: there an option just to like throw in the towel? You're like, I'm good. You can.
1: Yeah, you can do that. So, well, the first two teams had to because one member got injured. Oh. Yeah.
0: So, And I know those types of shows is like Mind Over Matter. You can do it. Let me show you how tough I am. I need to prove this to myself or let my mama know that I'm strong. (laughs) You know, everybody's doing it for a different reason. So, I mean, kudos to them for pushing their bodies. Well, they're all
1: doing it for the (laughs) $500,000.
0: Hopefully they can enjoy the prize money. You over there trying to rehab, and (laughs) trying to get through those traumatic memories that you went through. (laughs) Well, okay, so $500,000. And you're splitting it, so two hundred fifty thousand yeah, yeah. after taxes. Oh, I hope they don't live in California. No. <laughs> that money well, ain't going that far.
1: Well, I I want Wilson and Oliver to win, so that money will stay in Alaska.
0: So Wilson and Oliver, after they win, they need to start like a beef jerky company
1: it's called Wilson and Oliver Jerky <laughs> yeah. with reindeer in Alaska, reindeer jerky.
0: Well, I haven't been watching a lot of TV, but what I have been watching um, is YouTube clips of Coachella. Uh-huh. So, as you know, Boo, Coachella was last weekend as of this recording, and then the weekend prior. Yep, two think.
1: weekends. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Two weekends straight. Um I actually recently met one of the bands that performed at Coachella.
1: Oh wow. I didn't even
0: know that they were performing at Coachella, but then I'm like, why are they in the area? So I sent you the picture, boo. You did. I met Napalm from the group Hiatus Coyote. And for our was out there, if you are unfamiliar with this group, they're an Australian jazz funk band formed in Melbourne in 2011. And shout out to Melbourne because we know we have listeners hey. there. Brr, 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 brr. And uh, Napalm, she is the lead singer and guitarist. And then the band is bassist Paul Bender, keyboardist Simon Mev- Mevin, and drummer Perrin Moss. And in 2014, they were actually nominated for a Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance for Nakamato. And they were the first Australian act to be nominated for a Grammy in an r category. So it's interesting because if you see Napalm, the lead singer, you would not think that her voice sounds as sultry and soulful as it does.
1: Yeah, you showed me she's all tatted up. She looks like a punk rock singer.
0: She looks like a punk rock singer. And the particular day that I met her, the reason why she caught my eye, because I see this woman walking with like, Pat leather pants on <laughs> neon blue hair skeleton earrings like leopard print glasses and they were really cute they were square leopard print glasses she had like fishnet gloves all the way up to her elbows and then I like looked and then I was like "That's napalm right and so what's interesting is I said hey are you hiatus coyote and they're like yeah and I said, Can I have a picture? And I was looking at Napalm when I asked, Can I have a picture? She says, No, thank you. I'm really tired. <laughs> I don't even know if that was an Australian in an accent. Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Because I understand that celebrities, they're humans, right?
1: Yeah. And if and they had a long day of travel,
0: if they flew from Australia, maybe they happened to land in Ontario, California. And they had a long flight and now they have to travel out to the desert because Coachella mm-hmm. is in Indio. So I said, no problem. Right. Went on about my business. And then she comes back five minutes later and she's like, did you still want a picture?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not bad, but that was pretty good, boo. You want a picture?
0: <laughs> and I said, are you okay? And this is my, my first thing I said, are you okay to take a picture? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. And so then we took the picture. The reason why I wasn't offended by her saying, no, thank you. I'm really tired. Because they're human, right? I'm not going to be pushy and ask you for a picture because if I'm in that situation, if I don't want to take a picture, I'm feeling tired, headache, whatever, like I do not want to take a picture. But it was really nice of her to actually come back come
1: back, yeah, Yeah,
0: I mean, and get the picture with.: I me. totally
1: understand that because I you know uh, I've just I've said in the past, I've met a lot of celebrities, mm-hmm. and if they don't want to take a picture, that's fine. I don't get offended. they don't owe me anything, and so, and like you said, they're human they I don't know what kind of day they've had up until the point I met them. yeah. Although I have to say I had such a weird encounter. This is a sidetracking uh-huh. with um with Tiffany Haddish. Oh, I know because you know that's the funny thing. People think comedians are going to be fun or whatever, or people who you see have these fun personalities on TV. Mm-hmm. They're not always that way. And I don't. I can't say what kind of day Tiffany had, but when I met her, I said, "Oh, Miss, you know, Miss Tiffany, can I get a picture with you?" And she, like, literally looked at me and there was no one else around, so, like, it's, it's not like she was being pestered, so if she took a picture with me she'd be stuck. Yeah. And she looked at me, and she just said, thank you, and she walked away.
0: Oh. And
1: I was, uh, <laughs> I just think I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was, like, what was that? I was like,
0: <laughs> maybe she thought you said, oh, Miss Tiffany, you look great or something. I don't no, know. Maybe she, she heard
1: she... me. She's like, can I take a picture? Oh, and I have ca- my phone in my hand. And then she oh. just, she paused, looked at me and said, thank you. And I was like, okay, thanks.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> funny that you bring up Tiffany Haddish. I'm, yesterday I was having a conversation with someone and they mentioned that they think that Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart try really hard to be comedians. <laughs> and I was like, dang okay <laughs> like no shade to them co- coming from me but you know it's interesting yeah. i heard that yesterday and now you're mentioning this
1: so yeah Ooh. just talking up to i don't know like i said what, what what led to her feeling that way in the moment or if that's yeah. her like and i won't know like there's some celebrities where i've met them multiple times mm-hmm. and they always are consistent with their behavior so then you know okay they're rude you know what i mean
0: so I'm praying that you caught her on an off day. Yeah.
1: yeah so Miss so. Tiffany, if you by a chance hear this, mm, when I approach you, girl. <laughs> please be nice.
0: <laughs> and Miss Napalm, if you're listening, thank you for saying no. Thank you. I'm really tired, but mm-hmm. then also coming back and coming five back. minutes later and getting a picture with me. So you and
1: know, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Boo.
0: Oh, I was gonna say it's interesting that. Yes, they're an Australian jazz funk band, and I don't know the demographics of their fan base, Uh but I can see why a lot of Black people like them.
1: Okay, yeah, it's funny that you would recognize them because I would never know who she is. I don't listen to that genre of music. Yeah, So it's like, it's cool that you recognize her because you listen to them.
0: And the first time that I've seen them, I want to say, though, this was years ago when I used to attend the UCLA Jazz and Reggae Festival. Uh-huh. I believe they were one of the acts at the Jazz and Reggae Festival, and I just kind of followed them since then. But they were real underground then. Now okay. they're starting to, they have a following. They yeah. do. They're not as big, of course. As well, like,
1: they got their Grammy nomination. They, so.
0: Well, in the song that they got nominated for, it features Q-Tip from A okay. Tribe Called Quest and so for our boo out there if you ain't know <laughs> q-tip is known for his songs vibrant thing and then breathe and stop that's like his his hits right there but i love me some q-tip mm-hmm. so but and again that's their style to have a rapper on their jazz funk type music it's mellow neo-soulish yeah sound
1: sounds but, like nice chill relaxed music
0: what were you gonna say
1: well, I wanted to compliment another celebrity on the other end cuz you reminded me, like Yvette Nicole Brown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She I asked her for a photo, but she um and she was heading off to like a press junket or something.
0: Uh-huh. And she
1: said, "Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I'm so busy. I really can't, but I'll really I'll come back and take a photo with you." I was like, and sometimes I hear that and they never come back.
0: She
1: came back. And yeah, she literally was walking back mm-hmm. and she said, "I owe you a picture." She came straight over to me to take a picture with me.
0: Oh, so, see yeah. that's cute see that's like auntie that's auntie it was
1: auntie level yeah and so and it was nice that she remembered you know that she had to take a picture with me so I and well she didn't to, have to but I was, you know, I was grateful that she did
0: she's one of those actress you have to google her name and then you see uh, her face you're like oh her yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know who you who you were referring to at first and she kind of favors Taraji P. Henson to me I'm not being, like, no shit. To me, I see it. I don't know. Like, they can play relatives in a, a movie.
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping, because uh, I haven't met Taraji yet, but I'm hoping when I do, she's going to be fun. She's going to be fun. I hope so. I well, have to say, like, when I met Nini from Atlanta Housewives, uh, uh, she uh, was fun. <laughs> yeah. <me>? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, speak it into existence. When you do meet Taraji, she's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, because, you know, You know, she was cookie on Empire. She was. And then, you know, we had... um,
0: I gotta do it for me, Lucius.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, Lucius... um, Terrence Howard? Yes, uh, uh, Terrence Howard. (laughs) He was interesting when I ran into him because... He looked like he didn't want anyone to bother him, so I didn't even try to ask
0: him. I can see it. I can yeah. see it.
1: I mean, he was in the first Iron Man, then he asked for way more money in the sec for the second one. That's why he never came back. Mm. And they replaced him with Don Cheadle. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so as we are on the topic of music, I would first like to say happy API DA month. And for our boo-boos out there, if you don't know what that stands for, Asian Pacific Islander Desi American month. Thank you, first day. Yeah, you're welcome. That's me and
1: my (laughs) people.
0: So, in celebration of this month, have you heard of a Japanese trumpeter boo? His name is Takuya Kuroda.
1: Only because of you, boo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I am a fan. One, he's cute. And there appears that it could be some, some other ethnicity ha- uh, happening in there. Yeah, because the hair. His hair is so beautiful. He has like that poofy, curly texture. I love it. I just want to run my hand through it. Before our boo-boo's out there, um, Takuya Kuroda, he's a Japanese jazz trumpeter and arranger. And he came to music by joining his school's big bands. And later, he frequently visited jam sessions in Kobe, Japan. In 2003, he moved to the United States and was a course participant in Berkeley College of Music before settling in Brooklyn, New York City. So um, he lives in the U.S. And I may uh, just put that on my vision board to go and find him. <laughs> and what's interesting, he signed the Blue Note Records. And I'm going to the Blue Note Jazz Festival in a couple of months.
1: That's what I was going to say, Boo. Maybe you'll see him at the Blue Note Jazz Festival. Well,
0: he is not on the lineup. But I am secretly praying, not secretly praying, openly praying, (laughs) that he is part of the special guest because they do have surprise special guests. And if he comes out, I'm going to be like, hey, that's my Japanese trumpeter. (laughs) And I heard him on Spotify. So shout out to Spotify for actually putting him on my playlist. So you know how they like make playlists for you from time Mm -hmm. to time. And I'm not even really paying attention, but I hear this song. And I don't even remember the name of the song. I was actually just more concerned with who was playing in the song. Um, But yeah, so Spotify, they're like, yes, she listens to this type of music and arrangement. So we're going to throw this artist at her. And I'm happy they did because... Um, I'm a new fan of nice. Takuya Kuroda and I thought it was the best time to talk about him because like I said it's APITA
1: month <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds weird APITA
0: APITA and
1: for the longest time for me it was just API month and then they tacked on the I shouldn't say tacked on but they added the Desi Americans
0: well, we want to be all inclusive and mm-hmm. remember everybody
1: well so. that's the thing too it's like People think of Asia, and they only think of the countries that they're typically uh, that first stereotypically come to mind: Korea, China, Japan. Mm-hmm. Then there are Southeast Asians like the Vietnamese, Cambodia, Laotians, and then you, um, the people in the uh, on in India—they're in the continent of Asia. They're Asians.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. celebrating y'all too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But um well along that line, because it is a PETA, mm-hmm. uh I'm proud that Iam e. Tongi from is a contestant on American Idol. And he's uh his background is Tongan, Samoan, and Irish. Um, and he looks like a big old island boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he lived in Hawaii, but now the, his, he expanded an idol. His family lived in uh, lives in Seattle now. And sadly, it's because they got priced out of paradise, as like a lot of native Hawaiians are finding happening to them. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, one of the things I heard is because a lot of, I think, primarily white and Asian real estate people, or or just even the average folk, are buying property so they could do uh, verbos and Airbnbs. And so the poor natives can't even afford to live on their own island.
0: Well, last time I was in Hawaii, uh, one of the Uber drivers, Uh she was like an activist, so she was very passionate, and she was mad at Mark Zuckerberg, Oprah, and I think she said Jeff Bezos, because they just bought up a whole bunch of land in Hawaii. She was like, we don't want them here, and they're taking up all the land, and the natives are being priced out, and Mm -hmm. she was telling us about protests and things like that, and then also... um, Hawaii they just I don't know if they just experienced it but maybe it was sometime this year where something had happened with their water supply and the water was contaminated and the governor of Hawaii said the water that we do have that has not been contaminated we're going to save it for the hotels
1: yeah yeah, I I saw that yeah
0: I was like oh yikes and it's sad because you know these tourists are just coming to the island to have a good time leave their plastics and go back home right and then it's the natives who have to reap the per- uh, repercussions of that
1: so mm-hmm. yeah mm. okay um, well on a lighter note please. <laughs> i know sorry <laughs> i know my fault too i brought that up but um talking about iam e. tongi on idol he's representing <laughs> for the island peeps and so he's really had good song selections along the way and he, i think he's he's definitely a fan favorite and i think he's setting himself up to win this season i hope but it's him up against all the white christian country singers now pretty much
0: So that's all we don't have like any other
1: um there's one filipino boy in that competition still and one black girl i believe uh but because of as as tends to be the in the more recent idols the black folk get eliminated pretty early
0: and with do. everything else
1: so, horror <laughs> movies too <laughs> but so hopefully em can win and overcome the you know the other talented contestants but who are mostly white um but he's selected like really good songs like i said so his audition was james Bunt's monsters that's the one that had everybody crying the judges and mm. people watching at home And then um, in Hollywood Week, he sang the duet Save Your Tears from the Weekend with Oliver Steele. And Oliver Steele's still in the contest as well. They're down to the final, uh, what are they up to now? Ten, I think. Top ten. And then uh, he sang The Sound of Silence from Simon and Garfunkel. And Bonnie writes, I Can't Make You Love Me. All his renditions are so good and his voice is great.
0: Well he and he's um singing classics. So yeah. it's kind of like hard, well, yeah, it would be easy to vote him off if he didn't sound good, but his song selections have been really good from what you said.
1: It speaks to people. And then he yeah. um and then when they performed at the Aulani Resort for Elimination, he sang Don't Let Go uh by Spawn Breezy, which is another island singer, I believe. And then um he's saying Abba's the winner takes it all. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, he decided to sing Lionel Richie's song, and Lionel's on the judging panel. And, and I'm sure saying... <laughs>
0: Lionel was like, oh, well, shout out to Lionel, because his daughter just got married.
1: Yeah. My and daughter. Well, he loved the arrangement because he did a Hawaiian version of Stuck on You, mm-hmm. and that's actually really nice. Okay. And then just this uh, most recent week, he sang Bring It On Home to Me from Sam Cooke.
0: You know what?
1: And he tore it up.
0: He tore yeah. it up. He did. I like that song. Yeah. Oh good. I'm happy to hear it. Well, um if I had a choice, I mean I haven't heard any contestants this year cuz I stopped watching Idol like in season 5 and uh, they're like on season what 25 now?
1: I, I don't they've been they've been on forever. So.
0: <laughs> but I mean for you to talk about him and then just hearing his song collections sounds like he, he's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a um another girl on there, the black girl. I can't I think her name is like Ann. Uh, it's like uh, wei Ann. I forgot her last name, but um, she is like, remember that R&B soul pop singer Michelle A? Who, uh-huh. from,
0: like she with, had, like she was with Dr. Dre, you talking about that Michelle A? Uh,
1: the one who had the squeaky little voice, but when she sang, it was really deep, and she sang No More Lies. You I think that her? was
0: Dr. Dre's partner.
1: Oh Yeah, that's right. She she was, I believe. I think that I forgot about that part. She
0: said Dr. Dre beat her up, but uh, yeah, really she, oh, yeah, face no, face. you're right. Now that
1: I remember, boo, that that is her, that is her, sadly. But, um, yeah, because I remember when uh, i used to trip everybody out because well, this new singer, Wei she's kind of like Michelle, A, uh-huh. where her speaking voice is like this uh-huh. as soon as she sings, it's like Michelle, A, you said you love me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, Way Ann. <laughs> but well, uh, so she's she's really good too. I might have to pull up some clips on YouTube
0: <laughs> just because I want to hear her little voice.
1: Yeah, you got to hear her little squeaky voice and then hear her saying So
0: okay, all
1: right. Oh, Way Annie, let me pray uh, Way Annie.
0: Way Annie, mm-hmm. all right, got it. Well, thank you for that, boo. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, thank you, boo.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like we have been blabbing a lot today. What? It's okay though because i think last episode was only i want to say like 40 minutes so it's okay that we're kind of long-winded today
1: well it feels that way to you boo because what our boo-boos don't know is prior to us <laughs> recording we already spoke 45 minutes and we we're like oh we gotta record <laughs> we did we had a you know we had a business meeting so <laughs> basically we've already been chatting two hours and we could still go longer.
0: We, we, we could, we to.
1: you know, you know, those of you who have friendships that are like that, you don't have that friend where you time just doesn't time. knows no bounds because you keep talking. You're like, Ooh, it's already been five hours.
0: <laughs> no, but my voice is getting a little tired, boo.
1: <laughs> and you know, we're going to get hungry eventually. so
0: <laughs> Snack time, snack time. <laughs> All right, booze. We... Love you. Thank you again for your support. Well, boo-boos. We love you. thank you for your support. And until next time, be bougie.
1: And you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye.
0: Bye.